0: this video is part of an audiobook series featuring robots by the mit press essential knowledge series by john jordan in 2016. for more audiobooks please visit my youtube channel find me on spotify or check out my website for downloads chapter five autonomous vehicles in just over a hundred years the automobile and its cousin the truck both light and heavy changed the Earth's landscape more than any single technology before. Motorized locomotion in some ways defined the 20th century through suburbs, traffic jams, a large percentage of industrialized world's workforces supporting it, and a major role in global carbon dioxide levels. After some major developments, such as automatic transmissions and air conditioning, automotive technology didn't change radically as the world's population has grown from 3 to more than 7 billion since 1960. Thus, the impacts of century-old car technology, especially the internal combustion engine, are being felt in India, China, Mexico, Brazil, and elsewhere around the globe, by one estimate, cars and car-related industries generate 2 trillion U.S. dollars in annual global revenues. Many of these impacts are negative, from the environmental costs implied above, to time wasted in traffic, to tens of thousands of traffic deaths every year. To sustain the positive benefits of automobility while mitigating the downsides, there are powerful motives for deploying autonomous or semi-autonomous vehicles in dangerous situations including but not limited to war natural disaster or man-made hazards being able to move supplies into position and people or assets out is highly desirable the high toll on u.s supply convoys in deaths or serious injuries from ieds in the middle east wars testifies implicitly to the benefits of driverless trucks nobody can calculate exactly how much time and fuel are wasted in traffic congestions One 2003 estimate puts the numbers at 3.7 billion hours and 2.3 billion gallons of fuel per year. In 2010, another study put the numbers in the same ballpark, 4.8 billion hours of wasted time and 1.9 billion gallons of wasted fuel. Cars sit idle most of the time, occupying valuable resources even at rest, as anyone who has paid for parking in a big city can testify. One estimate suggests cars are used less than 4% of their lifetime. Driving a car safely is challenging. As elders age, reaction times slow, vision can blur and hearing can weaken. Drunk or inexperienced drivers can cause tragedies daily. Ever-growing traffic congestion compounds the challenge. Patience, skill, and alertness are not always present in the necessary proportions as roads get more clogged every year and commute times lengthen. Globally, the World Health Organization estimates 1.2 million lives are lost in road deaths each year. How robotic vehicles might help. Human reaction time and visual calculation are unreliable. It is not hard to conceive of many circumstances under which machines would in fact be better than humans at driving cars. Consider that calculating the speed of an oncoming car is guesswork for a human. In the aggregate, people misjudge their window of opportunity. For example, to make a left turn across oncoming traffic, this happens millions of times every day. Lidar plus processing power makes that calculation trivial for a computer car. Even apart from Google autonomous car, from the Google autonomous car, computers are doing more and more driving every year, whether through traction control or other robotic assists. Two speed records for a self-driving car are currently held by Audi, and many other manufacturers are also exploring the possibilities of this technology. Interlocks to detect a drunken driver, excessive speed, or driving outside a geofenced perimeter are already present. Coupling them to a robotic driver that would take over in a potentially unsafe situation could be popular with some car owners. Robotic assist need not be all or nothing. Just as traction control keeps cars from spinning out on slippery surfaces, one trend will be ever greater robotic help to human drivers. Tesla launched a program of incremental self-driving capabilities in 2015. That help could also come in the form of LiDAR vision, much like night vision has already become an option on some models of automobiles or faster turning of the steering wheel than a frail driver could muster in a panic situation or automatic parallel parking, which, again, has already come to market on select models. Wayfinding in the form of automatic GPS and real-time traffic and weather integration could also be appealing. People in rental cars in an unfamiliar city could press the autopilot button, perhaps, or commuters heading home at night could be driven along the least congested roads. Parking spaces in urban areas are scarce and expensive people pay for parking close to attractive destinations such as shopping, theaters, or sporting events. It's easier. It's easy to envision the self-driving car as a car owner's valet, dropping the owner and other passengers at their evening destination, a play, a movie, or a party, for example, then retreating to some low cost equivalent of off airport parking, ready to pick them up again when summoned farther out. Imagine cars as automated taxis, a service rather than a product. After directing an automated taxi to drop passenger 1 at that passenger's destination, an algorithm far better than a taxi dispatcher could then route the vehicle to the next closest available passenger, redirecting it to vary passenger 2 to that passenger's destination and continue the process. Such a scheme would make traffic lighter. Instead of five drivers, let's say each bringing in a car during the morning commute, one car could carry five passengers sequentially, or in a ride share for those who prefer company or want a lower cost option. Parking spaces could be redeployed for higher purposes. People would have more disposable income. Car ownership, counting the cost of gas, maintenance, insurance, and parking, is expensive for an asset that sits idle about 96% of its useful lifetime. Unlike a taxi, the robot would never have to go home, but could stop and refuel or recharge whenever and wherever it was algorithmically optimal. Real-time pricing would balance loads throughout the day. People with time flexibility could pay less for the first available ride after 10.30 a.m., for example. Uber, a taxi cab alternative service built on a smartphone app and drivers who use their personal vehicles rather than medallion cabs, is investing heavily in self-driving cars including hiring academic talent, and the CEO's public vision aligns with this scenario. In early 2016, Lyft, another car hire startup, signed a $500 million deal with General Motors to develop self-driving taxis. In addition to being convenient, robotic cars driving together can travel safely more closely than those driven by humans with quicker reaction time, and without the human impediments to safe driving like eating, putting on makeup, text messaging, driving impaired, or driving with a physical limitation, robotic cars are more predictable to one another. Roadway capacity and traffic flow efficiency should both increase, making new road expansions less urgent in some cases. On known pre-mapped roads, robotic vehicles can travel optimally fast, Early in its autonomous vehicle research at a test track, BMW programmed a 3-series sedan with the cumulative results of its best test driver's runs to use as a training tool for young drivers. Although choosing the right lines into and out of a corner, along with the proper shift, acceleration, and braking moves, is reasonably straightforward to automate, BMW's autonomous track car is not yet capable of navigating alongside other vehicles. How Autonomous Vehicles Are Developing The past 10 years have been a time of rapid advancement in autonomous vehicles. Consider that in their 2004 book, A New Division of Labor, Labor, prominent labor economist Frank Levy and Richard Murnane discussed the problems presented by tacit knowledge, things that people know but but cannot articulate. They use the example of a delivery truck turning left across traffic as an example of a task that apparently does not lend itself to rules-based definition in contrast to credit scoring, for example, quote, the bakery truck driver is processing a constant stream of information from his environment, visual information on traffic light signals, visual and oral information on the trajectories of children, dogs, and other cars, oral information on unseen vehicles, probably including sirens, tactile information on the performance of the truck's engine, transmission, and brakes. To program this behavior, we could begin with a video camera and other sensors to capture the sensory input, but executing a left turn across incoming traffic involves so many factors that it is hard to imagine discovering the set of rules that can replicate a driver's behavior, end quote. In that same year, the Defense Advanced Projects Research Projects Agency, DARPA, organized a race for autonomous vehicles with a $1 million prize. The course covered 142 miles of challenging terrain in the Mojave Desert, and 15 vehicles met the qualifications to start the race after more than 100 teams expressed interest. No human intervention whatsoever was allowed. The most successful entrant covered only 7 miles before its rear wheel got hung up and spun until it smoked and possibly caught fire. In 2005, the agency organized a similar challenge, with a $2 million prize to the first finisher. As DARPA's report to Congress clearly stated, the goals of the race were 1. Accelerate autonomous ground vehicle technology development in the key areas of sensors, navigation, control algorithms, hardware systems, and systems integration. 2. To demonstrate an autonomous vehicle able to travel over rugged terrain at militarily relevant speeds and distances. And three, to attract and energize a wide community of participants not previously associated with the Department of Defense programs or projects to bring fresh insights to the autonomous vehicle problem. Of the 195 teams that applied, 136 submitted the required five-minute video that marked the first project milestone, and DARPA members made 118 site visits, then selected 40 semifinalists. After three additional teams were added, the sum total of the team members numbered more than a thousand, many working full-time on the challenge. Semifinalists converged on California Speedway for a qualifying event that simulated some of the features vehicles would encounter on the challenge course. Of the 43 semifinalist vehicles, 23 finished at least one of the three test runs, and five teams completed all three. As it turned out, those five teams were the only teams to complete the final race course, so the qualifying event proved highly predictive. DARPA's expenditures, including the prize money, totaled less than 10 million US dollars, but the return on its investment was extraordinary. The United States moved quickly to the forefront of autonomous vehicle research. More important, global attention is now focused on precisely the areas DARPA identified. Sensors, navigation, control algorithms, hardware, and systems integration. An example of both, an example is both illustrative and instructive. One team in the 2004 Challenge was organized by David Hall, the founder of Velodyne, a Silicon Valley-based company that manufactured subwoofers for home theaters. The team decided not to re-enter in 2005, but instead refined and marketed their car's proprietary LiDAR system for mapping terrain. GPS is useful for rough positioning, but not for identifying traffic lanes or driveways, for instance. At the DARPA Urban Challenge in 2007, Seven of the finalists, seven of 11 finalists had Velodyne LiDAR systems on their sensor racks, including the two top teams from Carnegie Mellon and Stanford, reversing their order of finish at the Desert Race two years ago. Velodyne's unit rotates at up to 900 RPM, generating more than 1 million distance points per second from 64 individual lasers. The 2013 price for the unit was roughly $75,000, a formidable obstacle to commercialization, given that the base Toyota Prius used for the original Google self-driving car was only about one-third the cost of that single sensor. Velodyne LiDAR, meanwhile, has become an industry standard, used at Google, where it was called the heart of the system, and by other research teams. In late 2014, the firm introduced a less expensive 16-laser unit priced at just $8,000. In late 2015, Velodyne announced a sub $500 model would be shipped in the coming year. The development of self-driving cars is moving along two somewhat opposing paths. At Google, Sebastian Thrun, reunited or recruited from Stanford after his team won the DARPA Grand Challenge, helped lead the effort to develop the self-driving car. Not surprisingly, Thrun's philosophy at Stanford treat autonomous navigation as a software problem resonated at Google, where tools for handling very large data sets are a way of life. To oversimplify, the Google self-driving car is treated as a software problem, with the car as something of a peripheral to the computers crunching the numbers. Incidentally, most of the important numbers turn out to involve not the road or other vehicles, but the car itself, specifically its pose. Because a 3,000-pound automobile moving through space is subject to the laws of physics, measurements of pitch, yaw, and roll indicate a great deal about where the vehicle is and can go in the immediate future. If the car is perfectly level and has a sensor well off the roof measuring the terrain 50 meters ahead, for example, sudden braking will make the nose of the car dive, bringing the 50-meter range considerably closer as the sensor tilts forward. Thus, Google's retrofitted Toyota Lexus employs a set of sensors devoted to the dynamics of the car itself, along with wheel rotation counters, radar, and LiDAR. The clean sheet Google car is proceeding along a different track, however. Coming from a different direction are the automobile companies, Volkswagen, Mercedes, Volvo, and BMW among them, and their suppliers including Rockwell Collins, Bosch, and Continental. With the incremental addition of more sensors, more processing power, and more actuators every year to the upscale vehicles manufactured by these companies, the robotic nature of these vehicles has increased almost imperceptibly, to the point where Car and Driver magazine was led to announce, the autonomous car, you're already driving it. Indeed, to achieve fully automated driving may be a small step rather than a giant leap, The sensors for anti-lock brakes, traction control, safe following distance, lane swerve detection, GPS, parallel parking assist, and rear backup can be further integrated and augmented with more software that can be trained using machine learning techniques. Tesla's Autopilot mode adopts this approach and includes no LiDAR. For its part, in 2015, Toyota launched a subsidiary to explore both self-driving cars and household assistance robots, particularly for elders. By 2020, its projected investments in this AI venture will total $1 billion. One experiment in driverless driving has been underway in Europe since 2009. Sartre, or Safe Road Trains for the Environment, exploited many of the technologies just mentioned in a trial that concluded in 2012. A lead vehicle, typically a heavy truck, is driven by a certified human driver. In the original trial, drivers of vehicles equipped with laser and camera sensors could signal their desire to join the road train of up to 10 cars, called a platoon, through advanced booking, then join the platoon at the appointed time and place. Once in line, each car driver handed off its controls to the platoon. Safe but efficient following distances were maintained while the driver slept, read, texted, or entertained the kids. When the desired destination came close, the driver reclaimed control and exited the platoon. The platoon model has been updated with Wi-Fi interconnection of the vehicles, and successful trials were continuing as of 2016. The close following distance enabled by remote control improves fuel economy by 20-40%. to No modifications to the roadways are needed, and the European Union has already reserved a dedicated radio frequency for the system. Complications. The path to autonomous vehicles will be complex, surprising in its consequences, and some sectors, geographies, and demographics will embrace the technologies faster than others. Although not all of these can be predicted, some of the complicating factors include the following. 1. Law. Changing traffic laws to allow unmanned vehicles on the street might be necessary Nevada has already led the way, after being lobbied by Google, to legalize self-driving vehicles. Because more requirements and conditions might be added to various interest groups, however, creating a satisfactory statutory environment for autonomous vehicles will be no simple matter. A key question leaps to people's minds. Who is responsible when autonomous vehicles crash? The answer, it turns out, is tricky. As Brad Templeton, a Silicon Valley innovator and observer, has noted, when a car accident happens in the current environment, the car owner pays, either directly or indirectly through insurance premiums. With robotic vehicles, liability may well be assumed to reside with companies with deeper pockets, manufacturers, component suppliers, software companies, and the like. Rather than accidents being the result of a moment of bad driving, a personal fact, They will be treated as a product liability, a systemic failure to anticipate some eventuality, a corporate failing. But if the judgments against these companies are sizable, it could lead manufacturers to conclude that autonomous cars simply aren't ready for prime time. As Templeton notes, product liability judgments were responsible for the exit of several companies from the small plane airplane market. The cost of insurance exceeded the cost of the aircraft since juries assigned blame to the aircraft manufacturer in the majority of cases, even when the pilots were fully responsible. Templeton also makes a compelling observation about human perception. As behavioral economists, including Daniel Kahneman, a Nobel laureate, and information security guru Bruce Schneier point out, people do a terrible job of rationally assessing risk schneier uses the example of sharks when people see a shark attack on the news many of them stop going in the water even though the risk of being attacked by a shark is far lower than that of being bitten by a dog meanwhile cancer heart disease and auto accidents kill hundreds of thousands of people a year but few people give up cigarettes high fat diets or driving to work with the alacrity of the shark response if forty-five thousand americans were killed in traffic accidents As they were a few years ago, lowering the death toll by 95% might make people more distrustful. Probabilistic thinking doesn't match intuition, and fewer but more random deaths feels frightening. Already, many people either refuse to fly or do so with very physical forms of fear, whereas in cars, the illusion of control makes people somehow more comfortable than in a statistically far safer passenger aircraft with a highly trained, tightly licensed pilot at the controls. Robotic vehicles could elicit the same fears, provoking calls for legislation, large jury awards, or both, even if autonomous vehicles were 99% safer than non-autonomous ones. 2. Complexity of environment. In the past, self-driving car schemes have been proposed in which road systems had to be had to have embedded wiring for sensors, dedicated lanes, and other adjustments to an already complicated and expensive infrastructure. Given today's ad- adaptability of self driving cars to existing roads, albeit heavily pre mapped existing roads, most roads should eventually be usable by some form or another of autonomous vehicle. But unexpected things happen on the road deer run out. Kids throw water balloons, or worse, off overpasses, plastic bags blow across the road, skateboards skip out into traffic, sometimes with riders still on them, and bicycle messengers move very fast and very unpredictably in urban traffic. Pedestrians and cyclists of all sorts remain difficult to map and react to reliably. If autonomous vehicles' software says FREEZE, In every instance of the unexpected, rear-end collisions by human drivers will continue to be the outcome, as they are even in normal driving. From 2009 to 2015, 11 of the 14 crashes in which human drivers hit Google cars were of the rear-end variety. Google found early on that the driving to the letter of the traffic law was not feasible. Waiting for adequate space in which to merge led to frustration at the on-ramp, Impatient drivers pass on the shoulder. Similarly, in Russia, traffic lane lines are frequently disregarded because of extensive congestion. And what about Los Angeles, Tokyo, or Rome? At construction or accident sites, how will LIDAR and computer algorithms deal with flaggers or police officers who sometimes issue virtual instructions? Sorry, verbal instructions. No algorithm fits all driving environments, so how will the self-driving car choose? Because of the density and labor intensiveness of the pre-mapped point cloud required by the Google approach, parking lots and structures are not accessible to Google cars. And how do Google cars perceive brake lights and emergency flashers? How do they tell the difference between the light bar on a tow truck and the light bar on an ambulance? Much as in other branches of artificial intelligence, hard problems like map reading can be relatively easy whereas simple ones, like how to tell the difference between boulders and pieces of cardboard, can be much harder than anticipated. Weather can be a significant challenge. Snow obscures lane lines, can present tricky shadows or glare, and affects traction. Rain limits visibility, no matter how good the sensor suite. Road flooding, muddy roads, and sand that drifts over coastal roads can confuse sensors. No amount of pre-driving and mapping an environment can prepare the autonomous vehicle for every eventuality. So even though being able to ask a human for assistance, via instant video link, for example, might help in some cases, anomaly detection and processing will likely follow some sort of power law function. 5% of circumstances might cause 80% of shutdowns, crashes, or other failures. 3. Economics as we have already seen, early versions of LiDAR added 75,000 US dollars to the cost of an autonomous vehicle, on top of the cost of radar, wheel sensors, and of course, computing software and hardware. Moore's Law and mass production can help reduce the hardware cost. As software gets better over time, shared libraries of safety-related image processing and related chunks of code may help lower the price for multiple players. More difficult to anticipate are the subsidies, or lack thereof, for autonomous vehicles. Google might foot part of the cost if drivers will contribute information that aids in ad targeting. Given that Google's most powerful search presence was on the desktop, capturing a share of attention in a car, where people in the U.S. spend so many hours of their lives, would make business sense for a company that sells ad viewers to advertisers as its core source of revenue. Once the autonomous technology is proven, insurance companies might make human driving more and more expensive. Statistically, riskier drivers, like teens and elders, might be required to operate robotic cars in certain situations in order to obtain insurance. On the other hand, states and municipalities might issue tax credits to those purchasing autonomous cars on the logic that such cars, by traveling closer together, can lower infrastructure expenditures and by having fewer accidents, can lower policing and first responder expenditures as well. That said, Washington, D.C., to take just one example, issues 80 million U.S. dollars in parking tickets per year. What will fill this and other drops in revenue caused by smart vehicles? And then there are various special interests and constituencies to consider. AARP, already powerful and destined to increase in influence with the graying of the baby boom generation, might welcome autonomous cars as an opportunity to maintain elders' freedom of movement while improving safety. On the other hand, though their influence may not be as powerful as AARPs, people who enjoy driving for recreation are vocal opponents of limitations on their freedom as drivers and may see autonomous cars are bringing in just such limitations. Insurance companies may well embrace the technology as autonomous vehicles grow in number. They could make driving so safe that insurance could become much less expensive, with claims and payouts falling off significantly over time. Whereas oil companies are unlikely to support a technology that improves fuel economy and improves it even more by integration with electric power, faced with stringent miles-per-gallon targets in the United States, car companies may rush to adopt it, with the proviso that product liability insurance is assured. 4. Sentiment Public opinion is notoriously difficult to predict. It is unclear how robust the long-term markets for autonomous vehicles will be. Whether fear, greed, or novelty wins the day in any given country will have a major role in determining their fate. Part of prevailing sentiment toward the vehicles will derive from the language, the images, the symbols, and the underlying metaphors embedded in public discussion. Terms like robocars, autonomous vehicles, and self-driving cars may all refer to the same devices, but the terms and connotations that migrate into wider usage will matter a great deal in determining their acceptance. Autonomous Vehicle Effects It's tempting to think of the future of driverless cars as being just like today. But driverless cars could open a host of unintended consequences, some pretty scary, like bank robbery escapes, and some deeply profound. Here are several. 1. With driverless cars, transportation as a service rather than an asset could make great strides. Think about what would happen if automobiles basically became land drones, optimizing their path for user convenience. Consider a zip car like model. For fuel economy, consider rideshares. Or for off-hour speed of travel. Integrating a tool like Waze, which reports road conditions in real time, along with off-the-shelf optimization software, the same sort of application that helps UPS drivers avoid left turns, and tax or other incentives, such as congestion pricing, could dramatically change rush-hour traffic flow, insurance rates, and fuel economy. Google is investing in both autonomous vehicles and the Uber car-sharing service. Many things could happen if the two business models converged. Two, driverless cars could make a significant difference in highway safety and thus public health, assuming even a modest drop in the number of automobile accidents, which currently stands at more than 5 million per year in the United States alone. Driverless cars don't drink and drive. They don't text while behind the wheel. They don't fall asleep and drive off the road, and they also don't currently suffer from road rage. Three, Driverless cars could significantly affect how much we spend on automobiles and how we spend it. Think about how much cars cost when they're not in use. A parking spot in an urban metropolitan area can run thousands of dollars per month. Car loans, insurance, and maintenance are huge businesses. In each of these instances, autonomous cars could change people's habits, business profits, government revenues and expenditures, the allocation of public space, and other aspects of civil society. Now think about how many businesses, activities, jobs, and livelihoods, and attached infrastructure revolve around the automobile. Here's a list. Original equipment manufacturer auto companies like Nissan, Ford, and Fiat. Fast food restaurants. Road construction. Driver's ed teachers. Parking lot attendants, sweepers, and the like. Cab drivers. Toll roads, gas stations and convenience stores, shopping malls, most have minimal mass transit access, global auto suppliers like Michelin, Bosch, Denso, or Delphi, car dealerships, car washes, garages, quick oil change franchises, auto parts retailers, car insurance adjusters, appraisers, claim specialists, and underwriters, traffic-related police. Petroleum drilling, refinement, and distribution. Corn farming for ethanol. Bank officers writing and servicing car loans. Now follow the money. In each situation, who stands to win and who stands to lose? Winners. Mapping and sensor companies will provide essential infrastructure for autonomous vehicles. In addition to Google, companies like Bosch, Velodyne, and Continental are making efforts in the market. Audi, BMW, and Daimler joined forces to purchase Nokia's mapping unit in 2015. If parking spaces could be reduced by a measurable percentage, urban planning could accommodate personal transportation in new ways. Institutions such as hospitals and high schools that spend heavily on parking could find new uses for large pieces of land. Indeed, an MIT study found that up to one-third of some cities' land area is devoted to parking. Self-driving cars could also play an important part in many cities' efforts to ban cars from their downtowns. Brussels, Dublin, Helsinki, Madrid, Milan, and Oslo are all moving in this direction. Intermediaries between passengers and transportation service providers could flourish. If people no longer owned a car for all the hours it sat still, ride-based models like Uber or Lyft could compete with timeshare models of the sort used for fractional business jet ownership. At the lower end of the market, Zipcar or Hertz could still be useful providers. Without hordes of people commuting to work in private cars at the same time, commuters could have more time at home, or more productive time in transit. Even if the timing and duration of the commutes remained roughly the same, being driven should lower blood pressure and increase productivity. Pedestrian accidents should become less frequent. According to the Centers for Disease Control, nearly 34,000 people in the United States died from motor vehicle accidents in 2013 alone. Motor vehicle traffic generated 4 million trips to emergency departments in 2010. Any measurable reduction in those numbers would certainly benefit society. Autonomous vehicles drive better than people, particularly in stop-and-go situations where vehicle-to-vehicle communications, or cloud automobiles, can reduce the accordion-like action of impatient and underinformed human drivers on congested roads. Improved traffic flow through coordination with other vehicles would reduce travel time, increase fuel economy, and reduce net energy consumption. Much like cloud computing, aggregating discrete assets into coordinated use lowers costs and reduces net overhead while dramatically increasing utilization of those assets. On the downside, in light of the high cost of the failure of autonomous systems, inspecting and certifying them would need to be more stringent, more like inspecting and certifying private planes, and recalls of systems found to be defective might need to be more extensive." If the state did not inspect autonomous vehicles directly, it would still need to certify inspection stations. Much like the companies or countries without copper wire telephone infrastructure that adopted cellular systems more rapidly than the United States, countries that build infrastructure for driverless cars without having to overlay it on traditional roads will be at an advantage. The losers. With increased asset utilization, cars that are used rather than left to sit idle for those 22 hours each day, car manufacturers might sell fewer units, possibly of different styles, like the London taxi might see wider popularity, for example. One potential business model would be to sell transportation as a service, a minivan for hauling kids on vacation, a pickup truck for fetching garden supplies in the spring, a sporty car for the weekend getaway, and an SUV for the ski trip. Rather than owning a car, a customer would pay for access to the right car for the right job, by subscription perhaps. One shared vehicle was estimated in 2015 to replace 15 private ones. Similarly, parking lots would be much less essential. Valets, where they still existed, would be kept on more for pomp in circumstance than for function. Car dealers and automobile loans might have to specialize more in business-to-business transactions insofar as fleets, or at least pods, of vehicles might be more the norm than personal car ownership. Already, U.S. 20-somethings buy fewer cars than their predecessors. In only eight years, from 2001 to 2009, the number of miles driven by U.S. drivers between the ages of 16 and 34 fell by 23%. Shopping malls are already in sharp decline, After a prolonged growth phase from 1956 to 2005, when 1,500 malls were built, construction of new malls in the United States has halted. Robin Lewis, who wrote The New Rules of Retail, predicts that half of remaining facilities will close by 2025, under pressure from internet shopping. Given the primacy of 20th century car culture to the mall, the superstore, and other retail formats, autonomous vehicles would be a key part of the force's shaping econ- reshaping economics and geography in the United States and elsewhere. Although automobile repair and routine maintenance shops might be busier, given driverless cars much reduced downtime, it could be that, like cab fleet companies, transportation services companies might manage their own repair shops. And because driverless cars would almost certainly get in fewer accidents, body shops would most likely be quieter. With reduced accident frequency and damage, car insurers should feel quite a pinch from downward pressure on premiums. Municipalities would see their revenues from speeding tickets, parking violations and fees, and licensing both drivers and cars much reduced. With fewer drivers, fewer private cars, fewer traffic and parking violations, fewer hours of parking... Revenues, police forces, and planning functions for municipalities could all look radically different in 15 years. Drive time is a crucial time of day for radio advertisers. If texting and video come to play ever larger roles in how people spend their commute time, radio could no longer be the primary driver-friendly entertainment medium. Driverless cars would likely accelerate the move away from traditional radio, fueled by satellite radio and digital streaming services in Kirgin, into AM-FM radio broadcasters' territory. It's noteworthy that Google included a drive through restaurant in one of its first videos of self-driving car users. The user, Steve Mayen, is legally blind. According to a company spokesperson cited in the Boston Globe in 2009, drive through customers accounted for between 50 and 60% of McDonald's sales. Many car-centric retail formats will need to adjust. The jobs of taxi and limousine drivers would appear to be endangered in the long run. One estimate put the average cost of a self-driving car ride in New York at 80 cents compared to $8 for a taxi ride. Semi-trailer truck drivers who must navigate busy ports, intermodal facilities, and loading docks, might become more like ferry boat pilots, responsible for only the first and last segments of their journeys. Thus the question, do driverless cars, robots of a special type, increase or decrease unemployment? This is impossible to answer with any certainty, given the depth to which the internal combustion, human-operated vehicle, is interwoven into the global economy. It's clear that there could be whole new sectors, born while large numbers of current jobs, those of cabbies, for one example, might disappear. It's also clear that the power of incumbents to affect the process, several states are currently outlawing the Tesla distribution model, this will shape the transition as well. One final category of losers might be unexpected. Because automobile accidents are a prime source of organ and tissue donation, by reducing traffic fatalities... Autonomous vehicles could force those in need of transplants to reset their expectations. although some observers predict that 3D printing of organs and tissues might become a visible alternative to the traditional as the traditional sources decline. Trucking. In 2006, the Princeton economist Alan Blinder wrote an influential article on the next industrial revolution, the one in which service jobs beyond manufacturing could be performed offshore. His examples tended toward programming and professional pattern recognition tasks, equity analysis, accounting, legal research, and radiographic interpretation. In contrast to the blue collar impact of moving a factory overseas, Offshoring services affects individuals at many different income levels, a point blinder emphasized by pointing to the occupations of nurses' aides and truck drivers as unlikely to get offshored. The U.S. trucking industry is facing a driver shortage. Even though workers with little education have far fewer options than 50 years ago, when only 10% of the workforce had college degrees, truck driving remains a tough sell. Isolation, time away from home, and physical ailments from so much sitting and so little healthy food all turn potential applicants away. In addition, stricter enforcement of safety and driving time requirements add up to more loads than there are drivers. The average age of an over-the-road driver continues to climb. It was 55 in 2013, and job vacancies mount to the number of 25,000 in the United States, also as of 2013. Enter driverless vehicles. Although the intermediate military advantages of trucks without human operators are obvious, given the toll of deaths and serious injuries from IEDs in Iraq and Afghanistan, the civilian advantages would seem to be more long-term. Truck driving wages are still relatively low compared to fuel costs and capital investments. Autonomous robotic trucks may well be a decade or two away. Indeed, Mercedes-Benz projects a 2025 rollout for the self-driving tractor-trailer it tested on the Autobahn in 2015, pending legal and other approvals. Rather than looking for a purely robotic truck, however, once again there is fertile ground at the intersection of robotic and human capability. Questions we need to address. Who's responsible? The notion of vehicular autonomy requires careful thought. Whether in the service of a military commander or a civilian doing household errands, robotic vehicles are always doing someone's bidding. The autonomy is relative, not that of a teenager being given the keys to the car. The Google self-driving car cannot decide whether to go to the ice cream stand, the movies, or the mall. Once given a destination, obviously these vehicles can optimize routing, estimate travel time, reroute in the event of heavy traffic, and do many other useful things. Thus, one question bears directly on the relationship between users and the autonomous vehicles they are using or own. When a vehicle causes harm or disruption, who is responsible, especially in cases in which nobody is visibly in control? A RAND study reinforced the importance of the role of liability concerns in slowing adoption of these technologies. Where's the money? What will business models for autonomous passenger vehicles look like? In the taxi or Uber examples, people pay a service to take them to a destination, and it's easy to imagine extensions of those businesses, albeit without drivers to pay. Google, for its part, has a multi-billion dollar content navigation business already in place. Will Google car riders agree to trade watching ads for taxi fare? What entities will be more aggressively or most favorably positioned to become content intermediaries for the time freed up from driving? It's easy to imagine the manufacture of autonomous passenger vehicles as a continuation of traditional auto manufacturing. Indeed, many traditional automakers are experimenting with further advancement and integration of robotic technologies already available, like driver warning systems, anti-lock brakes, and automated parallel parking. But what happens when the passenger's attention is the relevant asset? Comcast bought NBC Universal to own content to push over the company's cables. Might Sony, for example, integrate home entertainment into a self driving car? What about Samsung or Microsoft? Apple has plans to integrate traditional cars as iDevice peripherals. In the end, the autonomous passenger vehicle business model could be closer to that of television, smartphones, or tablets. What happens when things go wrong? Autonomous vehicles run on software, and software is never perfect. What happens when weather or road conditions like fog, rain, snow, flooding, or sinkholes, or road construction or chaotic human driver behavior confuses the guidance system of these vehicles? How much user input will be available, whether to take control in an emergency, reboot the systems, or even get out and push? Who will refuel autonomous gasoline vehicles in the 48 states without gas station attendants. How do we get there from here? Path dependence is a powerful force. Early design decisions will shape future innovations. Will the Google approach like attaching motive hardware to the big data processing platform lead the way? Or will traditional manufacturers incrementally add new sensors and more processing to extrapolate from the current state? Who will be the guinea pigs among state licensing and regulatory agencies, insurers, passengers, and dealers? How will incumbents fight innovation? Uber has had to battle taxi and limousine commissions in city after city. Airbnb has been sued by the state of New York. The record industry lobby sued music downloaders. General Motors bought, then dismantled streetcar lines to discourage mass transit. Oil companies have lobbied against subsidiaries to subsidies to alternative fuels. In the coming battle, given such enormous financial stakes and such long-standing business practices, the vested interests will not submit quietly. What role will geography play? It's difficult to see that any one place will have a natural advantage in rapid adoption of self-driving cars. Certainly, the more challenging the traffic environment, the more tougher the, the tougher the programming task. But given moderately adequate infrastructure, good cellular coverage, necessary levels of wealth and investment, and a modest rule of law, plenty of countries could help launch the technology. National champions, companies with high levels of national prestige and home government support, such as Citron, Michelin, Continental, Bosch, or Fiat, could spearhead wide ranging development programs in their home countries. What will it cost? For all the attractive savings in commute time and fuel consumption, quite apart from the significant gains in rider safety, what will it cost the person riding to work, the airport, or a night out? Currently, economies of scale have not kicked in for the key sensors. The computing platform is experimental, and investment in the new mode of operation, like sensors, have not fed back to cost savings in the traditional platform, in lighter bumpers, for example. Indeed, the cost of its robotic systems currently far exceeds the cost of the autonomous-based vehicle, probably by a factor of two. How long will it be until the first-time car buyer can consider buying a self-driving car on a competitive cost basis? Reaching this break-even point will, of course, require considerable innovation at the business model level, it's unlikely that an autonomous car would be a direct competitor to an entry-level traditional car without some sort of package of included or subsidized services. Conclusions The biggest question regarding autonomous vehicles relates to our ability to think beyond current limitations, costs, and habits. Who will have the freedom to think from a fresh perspective and completely reinvent personal mobility? To use a computer term of the nineteen nineties, the autonomous vehicle platform is in search of its killer app, its breakthrough way of framing and addressing the need for an alternative form of mobility. The limits of the technology are falling away far faster than our existing assumptions and stereotypes. When will the reverse be true? Thank you for watching. Please like, subscribe, and visit my channel for more exciting content.